I was, um, I feel a really strong impulse to, to get this out. Um, I was very struck by a scene from the movie Oppenheimer where his wife was asking him, asking Robert Oppenheimer, how are we formed? How is it that we are formed? And he talked about how we are all energy, we're energy, it's an, we're energy that is attracted together through some process and that it comes together and creates this, these forms that we live in, we call a body. And that's same for all animals and everything that moves. Um, and then in my world, that energy is love. It's love. And again, when I use that word, I, the foundation of the universe, it's the original spark, it's called love. Call it energy if you want, but that's the energy to me, what Robert Oppenheimer was talking about when his wife was asking him how we are formed. We are formed out of love. And there's an attraction process where enough of the atoms come together to produce this form. And I was also thinking with a, a sad heart of so wanting to share with others and for them to know to share with others and that after the death of this body, I mean, we literally don't go anywhere. <laughs> we don't go anywhere. There's no loss. I'm just saying. But of course, from a human perspective, there is because we're very, very limited in our bodies to understand these realms. Um, I mean, essentially, we can only understand from, what is it, the five human senses. You know, if it doesn't, if you can't feel it, touch it, hear it, um, I mean, you know, on and on, those five, then to our egoic-centric self, it doesn't exist. And so the rest of the journey in accepting that something exists has to be taken by faith. To understand, to accept that we are so much more than the spacesuit that we're wearing this time around <laughs> comes about by faith. And how in the beginning of our body formation, as I've spoken about many times, we think, because then we flip, there's a point in time where we flip into 
our humanity. And perhaps I could say that we, we begin to think that that's the be-all and end-all of everything, and of course it's not. It has its limits. But we flip into that sort of mode of thinking, and we think we become separate from that energy, that original spark, that love. But of course we never do. And when we die, or when the body dies, who we really are doesn't. I mean, somebody once said, who we think we are dies, who we really are doesn't. We leave, I'm not even going to say we leave this body, we just, we become the energy, we become, we merge fully with that love I liken it to the, 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 my belief, and we'll see one day whether I can hold to that belief if I have the awareness at the moment of my death, that what happens is I fall, I, who I think I am, surrenders utterly, completely who, to who I really am in that process is akin to falling in love, falling into the truth. I mean, I can feel that as I'm talking, that that's what happens. But at the death of my body, all these atoms that have been attracted together uh, and that, that form my body uh, essentially dissolve back into this place of love, which is where I originally came from. And that in the entire time there was never any separation from. And then I wonder about, well, why do we, if that's true, then any sense of separation, any sense of loss is an illusion, must be an illusion. And then I think, and I ask the question, well, why, why do we ever leave? I've asked this question throughout my life. Why do we ever leave that place of love if we're returning to love? Why do we suffer? Why do we have to go through the illusion of suffering? And I realize, hard to say, and I'm only speaking this about myself, I wouldn't ever call, suggest to anybody else that their suffering is just an illusion. But somehow I don't think that's appropriate. They can come with that belief themselves. But for me, I understand that that illusion, and again, please, look, you know, when I've been in pain, well, I didn't understand what I understand today back then. But the illusion and the suffering is part of the creative process. It keeps the whole momentum going. It's part of it. I have the illusion of separation from love, but 
as any one of us can admit to ourselves, where we all seem to have this ache and yearning that comes with being a human. And of course, that's because we believe we were separate, we got separate, and then we're yearning for the truth, yearning for home, yearning for that love that we remember. And then, so the creative process is being in a place of suffering. And then whilst we're in the body still, working to find our way back home for as much as we can be aware of that in any given lifetime. And of course, there are many spiritual teachers, or maybe not many, that clearly discuss that as a, a an act of courage and of faith because we must surrender our limits. It goes beyond our human limits to really understand and accept the truth. So, like I was saying, I want to be able to say to anybody that cares about me, but in the event of my death, I'm not going anywhere. I don't go anywhere. I just, I just, <laughs> I fall in love completely and utterly beyond any sense of cognition. There is no loss. Are we going to feel that? Because again, we're part of the human condition is you know, being where we're in our bodies and, and yet there's the divine, you know, there's that. We've got a foot in both camps, but there's eventually a time when we've got both feet in the divine. So when I die, I fall in love. And in the meantime, I get to practice. I get to try to find ways. And it's not really about trying, it's about surrendering, knowing that truth of finding ways to surrender my suffering places, my hurts, my aches, and pains that come out of illusion. I'm remembering an old story that I was told by a Buddhist teacher who said a student went to see his master and he's the master's crying. And the student asked the master, 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 why are you crying? And he says, um, Oh, the student says to the master, 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 why are you crying? You know it's an illusion. And the master said, yes. But the death of a child is the greatest illusion of all.
that that pain. And so he was crying. Um, but there, of course, that's one of the main key components to our process as a human in this lifetime is grief takes us back home. If we fully allow the grief, it's, it's the dissolving of form back into the formless. We go from being attached to the form to the formless in a grieving process. Uh, and yet, as the Master says, the death of a child is the greatest illusion of all. There are some things in our lives that are so painful. We're not thinking or feeling or talking about love. We're just in pain. But even then, even though we're not aware of it, the love remains. It's there. And it's so hard to know in those times, but it's there. And as I get to know about that love, about where I and all of us originally come from, who we are, that's my work for the rest of my life ever increasingly to help others become aware of who they really are and to help them through their pain and help them God in any way that I can. So, <laughs> I thought I was doing something completely else and then this popped up and I had to get my laptop and open it up and share this and I, this has just been, what do you call it, a riffing on a theme by Nigel. So my intention is this might be helpful to you in some way. And with love, I share it with you now and may it go out and be received by whoever whoever it's destined to be received by <laughs>